friends, and welcome to another episode of Dungeons and Derek. This is a Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition actual play podcast. My name is Derek Letman, and I will continue to be your dungeon master. And I'm joined today, in addition to you, the listener, by Stephanie, Greg, and Jess. We are also listeners. <laughs> for for that for that part, just for those few awkward seconds up top. And then yeah. The rest of the episode, we will be doing train of thought. We won't be listening to each other at all. <laughs> just concurrently, four concurrent trains of thought going on semi-parallel tracks. It's amazing we have any listeners. This is a real, real postmodern podcast. Yeah, Dadaism in podcast form. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Can you define Dadaism for everyone else besides me that doesn't know what it means? Uh, well, this is going to turn into uh, Derek's tulpa yeah. of last time. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll we put it in that and come to back make? to it. We well, we have we have some some admissions. I, I mean, I feel like I couched this pretty heavily in the last episode that I was not confident in what I was saying. Well, and all we're doing now is just making we're making good on that. Right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, I was I was very wrong. I did not, in fact, know what a tulpa was. <laughs> Uh, Stephanie, I, I know at least Stephanie was very, very right and gave a perfect cogent definition of a tulpa. So what, remind me, remind us in the audience, cause we only hear the podcast every two years. Uh, we, years. Um, what is what was, what were you referring to as a tulpa and what was Stephanie correcting you do, on? Do we need to do this? Well, I like, just need, yeah, of course we do. <laughs> Cut the uh, the original dialogue in here. Okay. And so that's what we said last time. No, but if, I need to know so that if I need to make fun of him in the episode, I need okay. to have context. You know what? I, I don't need to give the firing squad ammo to shoot me with. <laughs> Like if if you guys if you guys came to it and and didn't bring your weapons, that's not my fault. I'm gonna call everything a fucking tulpa then, okay? <laughs> and I'm gonna rename my character to Derek. I can I can help here. I think we were accusing Derek of being an extreme solipsist, and we are all his tulpas. Why is everyone I using think. words? I don't understand what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> so with, with that preamble of uh, of the tulpa from last time, uh, now I will define Dadaism knowing perfectly well that one of our uh, our listeners who listens regularly, religiously, every time that this drops, uh, is an artist. She has a degree in art, and so I highly encourage her to leave a comment uh, on wherever your podcast is found, both giving us a thumbs up and correcting me here in my definition of Dadaism, and you know who you are, and we'll give you a shout out next time if you do. So uh, I would define Dadaism as an art style that is about creating randomness in originally visual form. Like it was often cutting out words and putting them on, uh, on art and other random pictures and stuff. And it kind of is like a collage of things that don't make sense is how I always saw or thought of Dadaism. I, I like that. But I'm into Stephanie it. is shaking her head vigorously and Derek is looking, looking incredulous. There was a time in my life uh, when I when I could give a very very good scholarly definition of Dadaism, and I could sort of like hand gesture at it, but not like not give a precise definition. So I think I'll choose just to stay silent. So you don't have two in a row. Da da da. Yeah, once once 
gotten bitten twice shy. Yeah. Yeah. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame you, on you. You ain't again. gonna you ain't gonna fool me twice. <laughs> you ain't gonna fool me twice. <laughs> that was uh former President George W. Bush with Fool me once. I, your um, silent challenge of today, Derek, is to, uh, without telegraphing it, role play one of our NPCs as former President George W. Bush. <laughs> or H.W. We'll accept either George. We'll accept any of them. <laughs> now, you want to use your magic to get a thousand points of light? <laughs> Here we go. The theme music. This isn't where the theme music goes. Oh, okay. Theme music goes way before. But hey, we can we can do a theme music interlude. The theme music. Intermission. Five minutes in. Let's choo choo. The train is pulling up to recap station. Oh no! Oh no! board. You know. If if you just committed just that like the teeniest bit more, we I could not make you feel bad for that one. Oh, I don't feel bad. No, I, I think it's better this way. I think he did commit to making it into a purposefully bad bit. Ah, ah. wheels within wheels. <laughs> <laughs> He's DMing the comedy. Wow, choo choo. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, ah. Uh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is there a kobold hiding in the corner somewhere? Jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> wow, my, my voice acting was that good. <laughs> <laughs> After traversing Axis's sewer system, the Wrecking Balls arrived at a safe house slash fighting pit slash drug den, an old haunt of Mercury's. A dare nostalgic for his younger days didn't hesitate to shed his academic robes and don his fighting loincloth. Thanks to a few well-placed spells, a dare subdued his foe, a dragonborn brawler named Jeremy. Mercury, not to be outdone, leapt in the ring to face the next fighter, a massive Goliath named Jojo. Just when it seemed Mercury had gotten in over her head, Elysia balanced the scales with a well-placed invocation of Tasha's hideous laughter. After Mercury inflicted some fairly disturbing injuries on Jojo, <laughs> the enraged Goliath charged Mercury, who tripped Jojo, sending them flying out of the ring, nearly crashing into Ethel, Mercury's trainer. And that's where we find them now. Uh, uh, hi, Ethel. <laughs> um, let, me, let me just set the scene a little bit. Forget it. What? <laughs> <laughs> Forget it. The podcast's over. You literally said that's where we find them now. You crossed the line, You had Derek. all so much opportunity to set the scene. Come on. Fine. You fine. had a whole monologue to do it. <laughs> all right. Fine. 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 No scene setting. No scene setting. Let, let, let our viewers use their imagination. That's what they come here for. Yeah, but you guys won't tell me what a tulpum is or a tulpa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let me explain ad nauseum the place we've lived in and for t two episodes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. Derek is crying. <laughs> I know. 
You can't see this, listeners, but he's shedding a silent tear. For an introvert, it's, this is really... Yeah. <laughs> he, he is exuding a lot right now. <laughs> Ethel! Hi! Mercury, still doing things your own way, I see. Uh, any advice? I like the ducking, I like the weaving, but, uh... Well, Mercury, I'm just glad to see you're still on your feet. I can't have a full-on conversation with you right now, Ethel. I'm in the middle of a fight. Uh, looks to me like you just want to fight. Oh, that's right. If I... Let someone set the scene a little bit better. I might have remembered what part of the fight we were in. Well, maybe, maybe that's another lesson you could learn. Is just sometimes you gotta let someone set the scene. I'm sorry, Ethel. I know things ended with us really badly. Uh, oh, really quickly, let me go do my victory lap and collect the gold. Hold on. Sure, I'll be, I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll grab a drink for both of us. And I totally won't avoid you. I'm definitely gonna. I'm really, I'm really gonna uh, face the music with this one. Mercury, I didn't, I didn't have any doubt that you were going to, but. Now I, I feel like you're just gonna are are you are you gonna just walk away and not come back? Is that no? I literally I just I'm t- my accountability. That's my nickname now. My accountability. Uh, account. Uh, I'll see you in a minute. Okay. I mean, I I can see the whole room from here. So exactly, which is why I said I can't not do that. Okay. I'm I'm gonna be over here getting the drinks. Great. I'll take I'll take I'll take a, a meat on the rock. I know a, you. Nice will. cold rock. <laughs> you got it. A mead with a cold rock dropped in it. <laughs> exactly. You always knew what I liked. Mercury. What, what, what was the name I went by? Uh, well, yeah. So another uh, uh, retcon. Um, you you introduced yourself as Crotchfire, which was funny because it sounds like Crossfire. The, the board Crotch game was a fire. sweet commercial. Yeah. Yo, get caught up in the Crotchfire. Um, but uh, it got changed. It metamorphosed to Fire Crotch over time. Oh, um, so so you can decide. Uh, I think Crotch Fire is better. Crotch but, Fire is much better. But funnier. I doesn't mean people don't fondly remember me as Fire Crotch. I mean, when the crowd is chanting uh, Crotch Fire, Crotch Fire, exactly. Crotch, and eventually it turns into Fire Crotch ah, anyway. That's true. So you don't really know when you're listening to the crowd shouting. Uh, dare, uh, dare, dare, uh, dare, uh, time dare, is a flat uh, circle. That's right. My name is Daryl Overeen, and I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> So I go up to collect, uh, I put my clothes, do I put my clothes back on? I'm trying to think, should I? Uh, no, I put on the victor's robe. <laughs> <laughs> and I collect, I collect my winnings. People start just throwing a percentage panties. of, uh, yep, panties. On fire. Uh, on, <laughs> panties on fire. That is a great thing to throw on the good. field. Yeah. It's such a great idea. Onto the pitch. I've been watching Ted Lasso. Well, so, is it a wrestling pitch? <laughs> no, it's also not a wrestling field. So uh, <laughs> uh, they're throwing crotch, uh, panties with, on fire, and uh, it's like like coins from percentages of the of the money that they won betting on me. Yeah, I think at this point there's like there's one person in the audience who has like the brilliant idea, and they just like reach down and just rip their underwear and, right and light it on fire and toss it in. Yeah, because like nobody knew you were coming today, so it's not like they came with spare panties or whatever to throw. Am I inspiring people like people in the 90s were inspired to take off their bras and throw them on stage? Hell yeah, Derek. Those women didn't know that they were going to go do that that night, but they did it. You know what? Roll, roll a... <laughs> persuasion check to see how much panties gets thrown okay this is this is <laughs> the kind the of wrestling game. pitch this is, is, the, <laughs> is it is it much or many <laughs> is, are they volume it's a volume yeah. of panties i guess you, you like after count panties greg yeah after a certain point <laughs> not when you're mercury 
you can only measure it by volume. Yeah, uh, yeah. Are you up to your uh, Are you up to your neck in panties? So let's not forget. I have the worst modifier. I have is my charisma modifier, and I just rolled a five. Nice. Um. Nice. So yeah. So so we'll stick to the same story. That's just like one person has, <laughs> yeah. has this brilliant idea, and it hits me in the head. Like it's like whoa. It's, Oh, shit, <laughs> yeah, the the, the refer- uh, actually uh, Delandry uh, jumps up into the ring and like stamps it out because this place is not like in any way up to code. There's zero <laughs> no, no, flame no. retardant. <laughs> I think we also put oil or lube on us or something too, if I or something. Flammable <laughs> <laughs> lube, too mixed boiling up. hot baking grease. Just <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, so I, but I collect. You know, I go up like really. It's really sad, but I go around and collect the coins as well. Hey, do what you got to do. Um, yeah, so you end up, uh, you know, with the, the 25 gold purse um, and a few other coins, you know. Great, great. Round it up to 30, maybe. Oh, nice. Perfect. Uh, and now I, I, I see, I go over to Elysia and I see, I, I notice that. I'm like crouching. Ethel is still, you know, in line for drinks. Cause Trying to be unobtrusive over here. Did you do something? What? Me? Did you do, did Me? You do something? Yeah, do you. S- that's very vague. I've done lots of things. I could have beat her without your help. I didn't didn't admit to anything just now. I I thought I was being funny, and then I realized I'm not a very funny person. Well, that's really hilarity is in the eye of the beholder. Really, I'm just saying thanks. So you just oh thanks. Kind of. I mean, I could have kicked her ass, but of also, course, thank you. Of course, it's just you know. Wanted to speed it up. I was just feeling really impatient. That's that's all. Oh yeah, that's the reason. Totally. But you know, they will absolutely kill you if they find out that you did. Yeah, that, I know. So. I need to find a place to hide. Do you know any good places? I don't think they have a suspicion yet. Actually, I think you're going to come hang out with me and talk to Ethel. You're going to be my nope, wing nope, person. Nope. There was, oh, yes, that's nope. exactly what. Or else I'll tell everybody right now about. No, this they definitely spell. gave me a look, and I need to hide now. I I sidle up to this conversation now at this point. Thinking, wait, you need a wingman for for Ethel. Ethel's an older lady, right? <laughs> All right. I think I okay. already kind of saw that happening. Yeah. Uh, and let's see. Are you injured also, Mercury? I, uh, yeah, actually, currently at 26 hit points out of 44. I'm fine. Okay. Well, nonetheless. You can lay hands. <laughs> yeah. W- when I uh, sidle up to you, I'm definitely going to try and get in your good graces so you introduce me to your friend. <laughs> Uh, by uh, curing some wounds on you. Oh, oh, okay, so how, how do you do that, though? So, <laughs> I'm not going to let you just touch me. Oh, well, while you're kind of arguing with Alicia, I was just going to come up and put my hand on your back and just kind of oh. lean into the conversation. Just kind of and like when rub I touch it you, gently. I just make you feel better. Little circles. <gasps> oh, God, dare. Oof. <laughs> Or, like, give you a champion's massage. Like, yeah, there you go, champ. And then while massaging you, actually heal you. Yeah, but still, it is turning me on no matter what. Yeah, you're you. Yeah, it's not... Don't don't get the wrong idea, but I'm like, oh, yeah, nothing like a good fuck after a fight. Wait, you... (laughs) <laughs> I, think, I think as you guys are having this very weird interaction. <laughs> Heal for 12, Jessica. Nice, thank you. Uh, you see across the way back where um, Ethel's chair was smashed, you see JoJo um, standing up and brushing themselves off. And I cast um, this guy's self. <laughs> uh, on yourself? Yes. Uh, I, dis- I cast this guy's guy self, self on myself. on others? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, remind me how disguise self works. I'm going to remind my mind myself first. I cast remind self. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can make myself look like any, pretty much like a humanoid that's more or less the same size as me, and I can do it for an hour, and I think I just can say that I did it, and it happens. So do you make yourself look like a specific other person? Uh, yeah, I I just pick some some nondescript rando out from the crowd. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so someone just like... Uh, abruptly has a twin yes. walking around. Yes. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I'll keep my. Uh, I'll 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 pick a rando, but change their clothes so they're uh-huh. not. It's not too obvious. So disguise self changes your clothes yes. as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So you 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 know quickly uh, uh, seeing Jojo just absolutely fuming, you kind of disappear. You know, as a rando into the crowd, and Jojo just starts like shoving people out of the way, trying to make their way toward um, where you were, but Jojo's. Uh, they've got like a whole team, so they've got you know like a a, a trainer and like a I don't know. You got me thinking about massage people now. Uh, they've got like a you know a, the sports massage yeah. therapist. You know that uh, so in the Olympics that just happened, beach volleyball is fun for me to watch, and they're they're not allowed to have the coach on the floor, but they were allowed to have massagers and like drink boy. <laughs> <laughs> drink boy, yeah. So drink JoJo boy. definitely has drink a drink. Boy. Jojo definitely has a drink, boy. <laughs> and coaches aren't allowed on, and that's the same beach volleyball where shorts aren't allowed, right? Where the uh, Norwegian team got fined for wearing yeah. shorts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Or was it the Dutch team? That seems like Some, a Dutch thing to do. Eh, one of those up there, up there the Dutch, countries. The Dutch are the, the chill ones, so I figured... Maybe that. It, it sounds like Norway, but who the fuck knows? Somewhere north of Germany. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to guarantee it was definitely not Norway by saying I think it was Norway. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was Lesotho. Um, uh, yeah, sorry. That's, that sounds right. Um, so, yeah, so JoJo's coach walks up, um, kind of uh, gingerly grabs JoJo by the shoulders, and like the coach gets up on his tippy toes and whispers in something like frantic in JoJo's ears. You know, the, the general just is like, no, it's not, it's not worth it. Don't do it you know we'll we'll be back next time you'll you know soothes jojo and you can be my coach anytime derek (laughs) (laughs) i feel motivated (laughs) and uh, eventually they cool down in the jojo and entourage kind of exit and it seems to be kind of winding down in general you know the it seems like that was sort of the the main event and so the crowd sort of slowly starts to dissipate and it converts converts from a fighting ring to more of just like a general kind of like lounge that happens to have a a ring in the middle yeah, let's say let's say a bard pops up and has like a little uh um let's see what is a fun instrument uh, uh I'm gonna say they have like a miniature a kazookalele a kazookalele yeah have you seen those no you put a basically a tape a kazoo to the very end of a ukulele and when you play it you blow into the kazoo so it is just <laughs> oh the my kazoo god and, basically yeah okay. I fucking love it. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> uh, yeah, so a bard uh, a bard climbs up into the ring where the where the fighting was happening, pulls out a little stool, sits on it, and uh, <laughs> starts. I look at uh, I look at a dare, and I'm like, I fucking hate bards. So, Derek, what I'm gathering, dare says nothing to me. <laughs> no, yeah, he, he doesn't say anything to you because he's still focused on his quarry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's an, aggr- he's an aggressive old man. Uh, creep. <laughs> to all other to old women who, I, 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 who I reciprocate. Okay, I can't even handle this. Well, we don't know that she reciprocates yet. She will. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch. All right, let's watch these two cousins flirt. 
Hey. <laughs> so after after the match, a lot of the crowd dispersed and kind of went toward the exit. Um, but like most of the remainder of the crowd kind of went toward the bar. Um, so there is there's a lot of like contention there for the, the bartender's attention. And Ethel is kind of in the mix. I'd like to get in her mix, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, so you want me to respond to that, but you won't commiserate with me against bards. Uh... I wasn't listening. What'd you say? <laughs> uh, I, I, never mind. Mercury, uh, I got you a shot. How's that? How's that? Who the fuck are you? You didn't watch me change in front of your no, eyes? I was, I was getting massaged. Does this disguise self change your voice or is this just Alicia's voice coming out of this random person? That's a person? very good question. Uh, oh, God. Uh, it doesn't say. Because if it does, I want to hear a voice. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Mercury, I got you a shot. Oh my god, get that! I don't take anything from fans or peons. No, it's me, Elysia. Don't you don't you recognize my general vibe? Elysia? Can I is there something that like you have a totem that like makes you distinguishable? No. Okay. I'm good, man. You go over you go over there. I ch- I, I disguised myself right in front of you. I don't understand why why this is so difficult. Alright, tell me something only Elysia would know. Uh you make excellent mead, and by which I mean you are excellent mead. I've sold. I'll take that drink now. <laughs> okay. Ethel, meet Adair. Uh, g- greetings, uh, young lady. Oh, <laughs> Uh, mm. pleased to uh, meet. You. Yes. Mm. Uh, um, how do you how do you know uh, Mercury here? <laughs> well, I've been training her since she was just a wee pup. Uh, mm. uh, I, I I was never a pup. I was always a human. You didn't do much learning with her, did you? Well, I I'm I'm a trainer. I'm not a teacher. Well, you know that's uh that's okay because uh, I've been. Uh, hanging out with her for the last couple of days here and hoping that maybe some of my uh, my knowledge from my time in the canopy will eventually run off and she can be a more whole fighter, not just bronze, but a little brain too. You I'm know? very happy being the person I am. Okay, both of you. What? I, I think you're good. I, I, I d- Who I don't are need- you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. It's just really a jarring change. I really don't need another smart person around here giving me competition. Okay, gotcha. Gonna take a minute to get used to, but carry on. <laughs> we both We both love you the way you are, but we want to bring out the best in you. Isn't that right? I don't know if you saw me up there or not, but that was my best. Okay. Right, Ethel? Right, Ethel? Mercury, I, I'm very proud of you. You put on a great show. Don't patronize me! What? <laughs> <laughs> she, she learned that word yesterday. I'm, I'm very proud of you for using it, Mercury. <laughs> I, did I use it right? You did. <laughs> okay. Looks like it's uh, just about my turn with the, uh, with the barkeeper. I have two meads on the rock. Can I get anything for either of you? I'd like a, uh, a, a mold mead. So a, a hot rock dropped into my mead. <laughs> sure. What, one, <laughs> two meads on a cool rock, one mead on a hot rock. Anything for your shapeshifter friend? Thank you. For, thank you. for. <clears throat> this is really hot in my voice. Uh, thank you for <laughs> noticing. Uh, the finest wine in this establishment, please. That will be the only wine in this establishment. <laughs> That'll do. I whisper to Alicia, you know that the spell doesn't actually change your voice. You, you don't have to make that if it's hurting S- your speak, voice. Speak for yourself. 
So Ethel talks with the barkeeper, uh, gets the, the tray of drinks, carries it back to um, a table in the corner as far away from the bar as possible. Oh, I, uh, I offer to carry the drinks for her. Uh, she's like, <laughs> okay, sure, yeah. <laughs> you're just, you're trying too hard. You just, just let her be herself. She's, she's a capable person. <laughs> well, I mean, just because you're capable doesn't mean you don't like to be pampered. I know this woman just a little bit better than you, so I'm just just gonna go out on a limb here and say you're trying too hard. Just 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 take it easy. You're you're a fine fellow, okay? I'm I'm just saying I've had thirty times as many years of experience with this. All right, that, then that then we're gonna make a bet. <laughs> My thirty gold against your thirty gold. You don't get in the bed with her doing how things doing the things you do. And you get my 30 gold if you do get in bed with her tonight. You'll sabotage us. I no, don't trust I you. I swear, I won't even help you. I won't give you another lick of advice. No, I'm good. This was, could I be a really interesting you. story uh, line here. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take the bet. <laughs> you don't have anything at stake. I just want to see what happens. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like someone's poo-pooing a very good idea. So the question is, should... Uh, Should Greg the player make the choice or should Adair the character make the choice? A little uh, little A, little B, I think. Little A, little B. Well, actually, if that's not how you want to fly, I support you. I'm just saying... We're missing a fantastic opportunity. <laughs> I'm, I have a great, I have a proposition for you. We just need one hour of your time. We're going to explain this timeshare. Forget it. Fuck it. It's too late. The time has passed. Never mind. You're on your own, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry I ruined comedy. <laughs> you didn't. No, you gave us more by me being able to make fun of you for it. So Ethel makes herself uh, comfortable in the the sort of most comfortable looking of the chairs um, and grabs her her mead with a cold rock um, and starts sipping on it. It's better, right? It's better. Better than? Not rocked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, Mercury, one thing I I really liked about coaching you is that it wasn't just me teaching you, it was us teaching each other. See you there. That's exactly what I've been saying. Yeah, we we can learn from each other, but you have to have an open mind of willingness to learn, and and that's where that's where we're trying to to move the needle here. You uh, you think I'm not willing? Sometimes you tell me to shut up a lot. Do I? Do I? Do I? Do I actually really? I think you do. Oh, that's not very nice. Ethel, did I treat you like that? Well, I mean, you were, you were always plucky. Oh, shut up. All right. So, you know. <laughs> okay, so sometimes I get excited and it's, 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 I thought it would be like playful to say shut up. Like, yeah, shut up. You guys don't like it? No, we, we love everything about you, Mercury. You're, you're, you are your own unique, wonderful individual person. And we just want to see the best of you be you. Hey, is this a convention? I, I, I think you mean an intervention? Uh, no, I mean convention. Is this where people all show up and under one roof to, to love the same thing? Like me? Fighting, <laughs> I suppose. But then bitch about it because they feel like they have some sort of stake in the IP? Yes. Okay. Yes, dear. Now, what was the word we taught you yesterday? Patronizing. <laughs> See, she is capable. <laughs> I, I think I know what it means. Well, all right. I can't do the voice anymore. But um, <laughs> I was just thinking, Adair, perhaps you should tell us 
about when you used to be one of those sex boys for after the fights. <laughs> ah, yes. Those were, those were the good old days. So, as you know, part of the canopy's whole thing is, you know, treat life the way that a tree treats life. You soak up the nutrients and you spread the, the good shade all over the world. How is this boring already? <laughs> <laughs> hey, get, get to the part with the sex. Well, uh, another thing uh, uh, the tree does is it spreads its seeds when the season comes. Now we're talking. So... Uh, as you know, my my good friend Alicia here is a product of one such seed sowing, whereby a human gets uh, infertile, gets fertilized by a uh, an elf who is just uh, having their fun, and the humans are having their fun as well, and that often creates these noble families. You know, are you implying that you're my dad? Oh no, someone like me. Oh uh, God. Yes, uh, but um, so. As that's uh, normal in part of our culture, we also are able, if we so choose, to uh, to take more adventurous paths down the uh, world of seed spreading. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I I uh, you know did many many different types of jobs uh, in that uh, realm. Wait, are you my dad? Uh, are you a half elf? Hu- you're human. No, is that what that means? What? Uh, Wait, so I would have to be half elf? Wait. For an elf to be a dad, yes. Oh. Oh. I, I just want to be clear nobody here is, is anyone else's dad, right? No, not that I'm aware of. But then again, I did sow my seed, but that was over 650 years ago. I lean into Mercury. I really thought I was helping him out here, but I think I just made things worse. I, I Listen, I abstain totally. I, I know that was another word that we learned two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're really hitting those flashcards hard. I'm proud of you. I really just want to impress Ethel. And she, we, we left on really bad terms, and this is really awkward. So the longer we stop, the longer we don't focus on me, the better, honestly. But he's tanking this, man. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Mercury, I, I have to say, I, I know. You heard me? <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. I, I, I just wanted to say, you know, I know we. We didn't part on the greatest terms. Uh, I know, I know. I killed your dog. I'm sorry. It's 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 okay. It was an accident. I swear. I I know, Mercury. You you never should have lifted that much weight, and you should have spotted me. I would never should have told. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not anyone's fault. It is. It's my fault. I killed a dog. <laughs> Sparko died the way that she lived <laughs> underneath. <laughs> Several hundred pounds of weights. <laughs> Sparko. Mercury, I'm just, I'm just glad to see that you're still doing weird and and you have friends, even if they are weird and boring. <laughs> you see now why I get up to many antics in order to keep it lively, right? Weird, boring, and sexual. Don't forget that. <laughs> that that's in the eye of the beholder. But Mercury, that's. That's actually one of the things I was I was hoping I would get to talk to you about. I mean, you you are you're a unique person, and hmm. oh, I'm 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 being honest. You're I know you have you have a, a spark of a life in you that just 
I mean, look around you. Look, look at look at the eyes of everyone else here. They're they're dead. They have they have nothing to live for. They don't <laughs> they don't want to do anything except except get in get in the ring, make a few coins, and drink away the pain. And Mercury, you're better than that. When when you say look at the eyes of the people around, are you talking about like at this table? <laughs> but no, no. I'm so, I mean, I mean, look look at. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, present present company excluded, of course. Of course. So she 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 is unique, except for us, or is she not unique at all? All right, I all get right. it. You're pedantic, old man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pedantic. We should put what that on your flashcard list. We'll put that on your flashcard <laughs> list for next what, week. What does it mean, Mercury? <laughs> I, I've been doing flashcards too, Mercury. <laughs> Did you know we were coming? Because we didn't even know we were going to be here. I knew that someday you would come. And when you came, I wanted to be sure I had a couple real zingers of vocabulary (laughs) words ready to go. So you're saying I didn't need to leave in the huff that I did and turn away the only person that ever loved me? Mercury, I said some things in that moment that that I didn't mean either. Yeah, you were a total, total tulpa. (laughs) Now, I think you might need to review that one. If only I had been given a flashcard <laughs> with a brief introduction as to what that might have meant to refresh my memory, <laughs> then I feel like I would have insulted you properly here. Mercury, it's okay. Sometimes we're all talpas, and we need to live with that. Wait, how's it spelled? Spelling's not my not my forte, another flashcard I, word, but I think it's T-U-L-P-A. I was, because that's the first time you pronounced it that way, because I kept on thinking you all were saying tulpa, but that's okay. Here we go. Wait, what? T-O-L-P-A. I was yeah. T-U-L. I thought it was, is it T, is it tulp, tulpa? <laughs> God, am I going to be wrong? I'm, <laughs> I'm having so much deja vu with this oh, episode. Oh, no, like, he's right. He's, no, I think, I know, but this is the first time he's pronounced it as though there was a U. A U? Tulpa. 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 I've just heard a schwa the whole time. Tulpa. 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 <laughs> okay. Oh, we can get back to the game now. Do not edit this out. So, <laughs> uh, you, you, you're right. I, 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 you were mean to me. I was. Uh, I was, but I was close-minded to the opportunities. Mercury, you're not. I mean, killing someone's dog, to A be vengeful she-bitch a... dog murderer. You're an accidental dog slaughterer. And I forgive you. Am I your slaughterer? <laughs> like, are you the mother and I'm the slaughterer you've never had? I'm, I'm not well, sure I follow. She, she certainly does put the laughter in slaughter. Am I right? <laughs> sure thing, old man. You get it? Because the spelling, they're, they're, if you take out the, the S part, they're, they're homophobic. Yes, we're all very good at spelling. Speak for yourself. <laughs> so, Mercury, what, what is your plan? Where do you go next from here? Honestly, can I trust you with a secret? I hope so. I mean, yes. I look um, to my left and right at the dead eyes uh, around the... Uh, see if anyone's listening. Can I, can I tell if anyone's listening? Um, yeah, let's roll an insight check um, to sort of take the pulse of the crowd. Insight song. Insight song. Oh, no. That one. Uh. Well, let's say that uh, just at that moment, you hear a sound that you've heard a few times before in this adventure. You hear an absolutely ear-splitting whistle. And uh, everyone sort of puts their hands to their ears. The bard drops his kazooka and it 
tumbles and crashes onto the floor. Kazoo and ukulele going flying in, in different directions. Oh, no. And you see uh, a squad of spell guard um, who are sort of the, oh, no. the normal, you know, kind of, kind of beat cops uh, charge through the door uh, of the room uh, led by um, a regulator at the front uh, with the whistle to their mouth. Ethel, Ethel, you gotta get us out of here right now. So you guys are you guys are pretty close to the bar, and uh, Ethel just bolts for a door behind the bar um, and and gestures for you guys to uh, come with her. Yep. Yep. Right away. Um, yeah, and you hear um, you hear behind you the sound of of glasses crashing, uh, regulator and spell guard shouting. You know, get get down on the floor. You can hear him uh, making arrests, um, breaking up the illegal fighting ring. Uh, Ethel leads you into a dark storeroom behind the bar and like starts to like pull some crates, more, more crate, more crate and barrels. She starts <laughs> to pull more crate and barrels, um, out of the way of uh, a door in the back. Is that like, like a, got... like a kazooka lately? <laughs> it is. It's, if you can imagine a crate with a barrel strapped to the end. <laughs> the, the least economical form of hey, shipment. It's yep. double the storage. That's right. So she reveals uh, a door that's got like multiple uh, padlocks um, and uh, like it, it's chained up. You know, it obviously hasn't been used in, in a long, long time. She like just rears up and I don't know, starts kicking right near where the plate, whatever lock plate. You don't, you don't, you don't have a key? No, of course I don't have a key. Are you, are you going to help me or? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to help her. <laughs> Why don't you roll a... Athletics. I'm trying to remember how we did this last time, just like our, our, our breaking and entering. We do have our resident knife through hot butter. Uh, <laughs> that is true, yeah. Person. Might be faster than kicking it down. Yeah, let me just see if I can, uh, like, you know, if I can throw my shoulder into it, especially. You know, I'm quite good at those. We don't have the fucking time. We don't have. How, how slow do you think I am? Let me just try this once. Fine. It's going to be really loud and draw attention, but fine. Derek? Yeah, sorry. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out what people usually use for this because I want to be a good DM. Oh, you? Now you want to be a good DM? Oh. <laughs> 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 wow, I suck. Oh, no. That was good. That was good. Okay. You got to take those opportunities when they Sometimes. present themselves. Do you? I don't know. All right, I didn't find anything immediately, so uh, I think I think athletics makes sense to me. Um, okay. You know, your form of athletics is you know well, fighting for the most is, part. Is there strength? I guess not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, why mean, don't you... I just roll my strength? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, eleven. Thank God I have a good modifier on that. Eleven on the dice? No, not eleven on the dice. Um, eleven in total. Oh. So eleven in total. I mean, the door uh, the door starts to um, you know like when you when you get a good hit on some wood and it like starts to splinter a little bit, but it's not like yeah, it's not I gotta opening. love getting a hit on some wood and starts I, to splinter. Can I can I do it again? So yeah, so let's uh, let, let's just to to keep the heat up a little bit. Uh, you hear you hear one of the spell guard um, coming your way, and you think you know in one round they'll be they'll be in the room with you. You know what I can do in re- one round. I think. I'd like to hit the door one more time. Okay. Um, uh, Elisa, do you want to do something? or No, I'm uh, not getting in okay. front of that. Is there, is there someone that could like create a, 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 like a spell to, that they can't follow us in here? Is that possible? Mm. I, I, we haven't gotten our long rest, and I used all of my spells. I could. Oh, so there is another door um, leading in here. So if somebody wanted to brace the door um, against them, you could do that. We could put some crate and barrels up against it. Yeah. 
yeah, not a ton of time to to plan and strategize. Yeah. So I okay. think uh, I think Mercury, <laughs> let's go with talk. your uh, your kick on the door again. Yep. And oh my god, nine. Um, so you kick it again, and it uh, yeah, it gives a little bit more, but it's still still holding fast. And are they here? Yeah. So so you have a chance to you know do something, um, but you can yeah the the spell guard guy is gonna um is coming through the door. Great. I'd like to break it one more time. Uh, okay. Anyone want to do anything as they're coming through? You can get off a you know surprise round effectively. Hmm. Interesting. I'm going to cast Find Familiar. Thing. Uh, and the form that I'm choosing is an octopus. <laughs> and okay. I'm just going to throw that right right into them. <laughs> <laughs> So how does uh, how does find familiar work? Do, uh, do I gain the service of a familiar um, that takes the form of an animal I choose. It acts independently of me, but obeys my com- commands. So they just appear. Mm-hmm, it just appears in an unoccupied space. Okay, so so narrate for me how this happens. Okay, so a um, <laughs> a <laughs> an octopus goes splat onto the floor in front of me. Um, okay. <laughs> I I scoop it up by its big by its big head, avoiding those tentacles because I don't want to get it stuck. And I uh, I throw it at the spell guard coming through, and it wraps itself around his head. Uh, why don't you roll a uh, a ranged attack roll? Okay. Ranged attack is plus. Is that the same as using my short bow, or is it a different thing? Uh yeah, the the to hit should be the same as your short bow. Okay, uh, so that's a seventeen. That'll be a hit. Let's see, so Spellguard is going to. Um, I'm going to say they're they're grappling now. Um, the octopus and the Spellguard. So Spellguard is going to spend their turn trying to get that octopus off their face. Um, does the octopus have stats? Um, does it give you stats for the familiar? Mm, it does not. Although it does say that it has hit points, but it doesn't say how many. Let's just see if we can get octopus stats. This is so great. Yeah, I feel I feel like this is a like a waypoint that every like D and D campaign has is like wacky animals get summoned <laughs> as like yeah an unconventional solution. The episode of animal cruelty. Oh well, it's a spirit. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, I killed a dog. Yeah, you did. You killed a dog horribly. Yeah. Although it sounds like the the dog could have been maybe a little better trained. So whose fault is it yeah, really? Definitely, the dog shouldn't have been spotting me. <laughs> I imagine that the octopus should have like a 18 in dexterity and like a 12 in intelligence, zero in charisma. I love that. Is it a regular octopus or a gi- it's just a regular octopus, right? Yeah, I don't think she could throw a giant octopus. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair. Okay. You know, like a medium-sized like octopus. Oh, okay, this is good actually. Um, okay, there is a DC for escaping from uh, an octopus's tentacles. Okay, so uh, Spellguard loses their turn, but uh, at the end of it, they are able to uh, to throw the octopus off. Not if I command him to grovel before us. <laughs> okay. Is there, uh, what's the DC on that? 15. Command is grovel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's I feel another like gro- one for the flashcards. <laughs> yeah. I feel like grovel is better than halt or flee. 
Yeah, I like gravel. Okay, so you catch just like the briefest micro expression of like frustration. Like (laughs) this guy is like a police officer in a city full of wizards. So like this is not his first rodeo, but yeah, I mean, he just like, there's some level where, you know, he's like this fucking guy. Um, (laughs) He just gets down and starts groveling. Oh my God. Uh yeah, I guess now now is our uh, moment where we determine are we uh, are we murder hobos or are we adventurers? Because I'm gonna break down this fucking door one more time. There's a coup de gras opportunity for <laughs> Stephanie right here. Is there? Oh, is coup de gras a thing in Five E? I don't think so. I think you just automatically critical hit. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna do that. <laughs> I think I'm not gonna. Yeah, you are. I think I'm gonna scoop up the uh, octopus and say, "Come on, Lucretia." So I'm going to say, Mercury, that uh, uh, the Ethel kind of points at the door and she goes, you have to kick right below the lock. Why didn't you coach me sooner? I'm sorry. I was distracted. Just go. Kick it. 20. Not 20. We did it. Woo. So, yeah. So with a a final well-placed kick, um, the the many, many locks uh, splinter off and, and the door separates in two and goes swinging open. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to take some of the splintered pieces and throw it at them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and uh, you feel the 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 cool early morning air um, come rushing in from outside. Great. Do we? Are I know where we are though, right? Because we had to. Yeah. So I think we established this was mostly underground. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um. So you are on sort of like the western outskirts of the city. There's kind of like ocean sea to the east. To the west is kind of flatlands, farmlands, um, and further out, uh, the forest. What? I, I'm not going to suggest anything. We need to just run. Ethel, where do we go? Uh, she goes, I, I don't know. Let's just put some distance between this place and us. We start running. Yeah. I'm very good at dash. Uh, my vote is for that we get out of the city. Let's go into the ocean. No. no like <laughs> the other direction. Oh. Okay. Or like wilderness areas. Let's go. Let's go. Congratulations, this is your your first time kind of leaving the city. Um, oh. And we haven't talked too much about, you know, geography. Well, we haven't talked much about geography, period. Haven't talked much about biology. Okay. Uh, haven't biology. talked much about the science book yet. <laughs> yeah. When you guys were sort of conceiving of your, you know, f- sort of what the next steps were a couple episodes ago, uh, you had mentioned the plan was to uh, to head to the canopy. Um, to get some advice on kind of how to handle the the orb and your whole sort of... We don't have the orb, right? Or do we have the orb? I don't think we uh, have You don't the have orb. the orb, okay. no. So the orb got left at Aether Void Keep with, uh, with Kara and the regulators. Yeah, uh, I th- we had talked about maybe doing that as an uh, option, but we ended up going to choosing the underground because we decided that instead. the canopy was going to attack us or, or going they, they 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 were neutral so like they we could just turn us in yeah right? that, that they it was not a predictable outcome going there yeah so let's say uh let's say for now um that ethel just leads she leads you kind of away from the center of the city and you know it become it becomes sort of less dense the the buildings become less crowded um they also become less nice and eventually you feel like you've put enough distance between yourself and the safe house that you feel like you can kind of breathe. The, the immediate danger, at least, is gone. So let's say the four of you are 
you know, up against the, the wall of a, of a one room kind of cottage shack. Um, seems very, very quiet inside. Seems like the occupants are asleep. Great. And you have a moment to catch your breath. Question, Derek. Um, so the main, what did we call them? The celestial uh, pokers, the... Uh, <laughs> oh, the heaven, heaven pokers? Heaven pokers, yeah. That's oh, right. my God. Yeah. Uh, those were all like in a shiny art deco sort of a look, right? Yeah. Um, so does that sort of magical architecture or at least the the concept that building those things is possible extend to the um, buildings on the outskirts? Like, do they look like medieval hovels or do they look like those kind of crappy brick uh, industrial revolution era uh, houses that still at least match the modernness of the, uh, mm. the downtown? I would say at this point, most of these houses you're dealing with are, are sort of like more like hastily constructed, um, like wooden sh- shacks, cottages. They, they wouldn't be made of brick. Like there are, there certainly are brick buildings um, and nicer buildings, but those would be like the nicer um, houses. And these ones are just not, not as nice. So they're not quite to the level of like medieval cottages, but more like, um, like, yeah, industrial revolution era, like slum shack slums. Yeah. 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 So not, it's a economic disconnect, not a just complete cultural disconnect. Correct. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Out of curiosity, I know that magic is a status thing, but do we have like a, Thriving hedge witch community, people mending their roofs with a little bit of magic, that sort of thing. Um, so I would think there would probably be like a tier of like semi-skilled trade workers who, mm-hmm. yeah, know a cantrip or two. Um, like you said, yeah, like mending, prestidigitation, things like that, you know, would certainly be super useful. They'd probably be like a middle class, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so here, yeah, definitely it's mostly old-fashioned um tools. those are the magic users that the uh that the white collar magic users in the city say uh this is why you go to school so you don't end up like them but everyone who isn't them is like oh man get a trade job it's a union paying job that gets you solid middle class wages and no student loans like it's one of those sorts of middle yeah, no class apprentice jobs. loans yeah so i guess i'm just gonna broach the question of okay what do we do now I thought I thought that place was safe. They they've never been raided by anybody. Do you think they can be following us and know we got here? Or did someone tip them off? Nobody still has their tracker, do we? No, I tossed that shit a long time ago. Dare? I seem to recall that we left it in the wall of Brago's office. Me? Do I have it? I don't think so. Didn't everyone leave their trackers with the the mead makers? Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. But they were hot on your heels when, um, well, so they were hot on your heels in the sewers. And then they met Utrix, who sort of threw him off the scent a bit. So it's not totally unreasonable that they would have found us. It doesn't necessarily point to some weird means of them finding us. Correct. My vote is it's almost nighttime. The police are after us. It's, uh, it's, it's like, it's, it's actually, it's like early in the morning at this point. Oh, okay. And, all right. Well, so it's almost of, we, time for your morning slept. nap. None of us has, have slept all night. We've been awake fighting. I don't think we can do much, especially in the cops' territory. We need to find a place out away from the city to lay low and catch our breath and figure out what to do next. That's what I propose. Does anyone know the area? 
Ethel, fair warning, he's going to try and sleep with you. <laughs> yeah, he is. You guys seem all right. Uh, Mercury, of course, I want what's best for you. But, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sleeping in my bed tonight, so. That makes sense. Then this is where we part ways. Mercury, I want you to get out there and, and make something of yourself. Don't, don't put all that training I, I put into you. Don't let it go to waste. I believe in you. And uh, I don't know uh, you, uh, elf girl and old guy. I don't know you all that well, but you seem like decent folk. And Thank take, you. Take care of Mercury. Thank you for always being so patronizing. <laughs> that's, that's Sure thing, Mercury, whatever you say. <laughs> you three take care now. All right. What a fucking bitch. She could have invited us over to her house. She was always like this. Really nice in front of you, but never really nice. You know, people are kind. There sorry, are people I, that are not, what? Actually, I, sorry, I hadn't, I hadn't gone all that far. <laughs> Do you just need it? <laughs> if you need a place to stay for the night, you could have asked. Can we spend the night? You know, I mean, I, I don't have a lot of space, but, but sure, why not? It feels like it might be a little awkward now. You don't think they'll come looking for us at your place? If if they were able to find the speakeasy, how do we know they won't be able to find where you? Yeah, live? I mean, look, look, it's not it's not going to take a lot of work to talk me out of this. This seems like a very bad idea. I'm I, I I was just caught up in the moment. You guys should probably sleep somewhere else. Okay, bitch. Bye. Whoa. <laughs> Bye, bitch. <laughs> bye, bye, bitch. Oh, that fucking bitch. <laughs> Such a bitch. Such All a right. bitch. Your dog sucked, and it was also a bitch. <laughs> okay, that that wasn't nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought we were. I thought we were there. Sorry, I am mean, no. sorry about oh, that. Oh God, one. no. Okay, got it. Okay, go home. Okay, bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Bye. Bye. Oh my God, we're walking to the same spot where our, par- our cars are parked. Oh my God, it's so awkward. Listen, that that was the only potential place that we could have gotten a good night sleep. I I I I do agree that it was it's her her, her spot is hot. She's probably gonna get raided. It's really, really dumb that she, that we would even go in with her. It's dumb that she's going on with stupid fucking bitch. But we should. Where are we gonna find a sack of hay to sleep in? Hay sounds better than death. Where? I imagine we could probably find. Uh, place that is nestled between some hills with maybe a river and some trees to you know so oh, have some water talking maybe. about camping yeah yeah I think we don't have probably, to do that it's probably the safest option There's we ca- don't want to trespass anywhere we want to get far away from the city we want to go where we'll have a good uh you know view of where the cops might be coming from you know good sight lines i you know that's that's where i think we'll want to go how many tents did you bring yeah you can make your own out there uh, uh, you you can trust the wood elf in the woods okay all right that's true oh what do you think mercury i think i whatever fine sure. i'll try it i'll go camping so let's say you guys, um, you guys make your way sort of out of the outskirts of the city and kind of pick your way silently through the, the dark roads, you know, between farm plots and, and whatnot surrounding the city and eventually make your way to where like it's, you know, it's not civilized. You're kind of now out in the, the plains and forests and whatnot. And let's have somebody roll a survival check. Let's make the wood elf do that. I will do that. And I will... Also, Channel Divinity, Whoa. which for my knowledge domain 
is that I get a proficiency with any skill for 10 minutes. Nice. Wow. So, wow. That's really fucking cool. Yep. Uh, okay. So, I'm proficient. <clears throat> I rolled a 16 plus 7. So, 23. Okay. Survivally. So, yeah. So, you're able to, you know, find plenty of material to start a fire, plenty of kindling, you know, branches, logs, what have you. You're certainly able to, you know, rig up some sort of structure. You can dictate the details of that. But, yeah, by the end, you have you have a cozy campsite and uh, a nice meal. All right. I, I vote that we take a, a good, long rest. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Adair, I can't help but think in this moment as I lay my head down to rest that if you had only accepted my wager, we wouldn't be here right now. Uh, how would that have stopped the raid? I just have a feeling. That's all. Butterfly effect, Adair. Yes, you're talking about multiverse theory. Now, you know, <laughs> we know that there are different universes. <laughs> Keep going. We can fade this oh. out. I'm falling asleep. It's like it's like it now has become like white noise to me in the best way. Mm. Him talking. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's probably where we should end. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks everyone <laughs> for uh, uh, sticking around for this episode. Uh, we're very very happy to uh, to have you here. Um, if you liked what you heard, um, you know, think about leaving us a review on your favorite pod cast service um or, or thumbs up or, or everyone just uh in the comments define dadaism for us without <laughs> any reference just don't say anything about the show just definitions of dadaism and we may <laughs> shout you out next week if you yeah, do that yeah mm-hmm. um yeah if you know someone else who you know you think might like this um you know spread the word that does a lot for us um if you know someone who might like dadaism uh invite them too even if you don't think they would like this <laughs> Yeah, those Dadaists, they'll, they'll go for anything. <laughs> That's their whole spiel. That's their whole deal. Um, you can find all our social info in the show notes, um, and we'll see you back. Same pod time, same pod... Pod network. In about two weeks. <laughs> Bye. 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 I love you. Bye. Bye.